Hello and welcome to the Mikey Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 8 and the second part of the Ross Yeoman episode. Had a bunch of good feedback from the first episode, so I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as you did as, as the last one. And if you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to the last one or any of the other previous episodes. Um, before we get into it, we've got some upcoming comedy dates. Um, if you listen to this as soon as it comes out, we've got uh, Basement Open Mic tomorrow, which is the 17th of... December. Uh, Side note as well for the basement open mic tomorrow we've got a special um, guest MC with uh, local legend Greg Kimball so uh, come on down to that if you want to watch him uh, work his magic on stage or if you even want to get up or just watch other comedians hopefully you'll see you all there. Uh, Actually this week's a big week for comedy we've got um, the Civic Pub Christmas event on the 18th on Wednesday at 7.30 7.30 and uh, there's still some tickets available for that but it's often known to sell out so go and check that one out and uh, then on the 19th so on this Thursday uh, there's the um, comedy at Lowell which is at Polit Bar in Monica so uh, I'm on that bill so make sure you uh, come out and check that there's a whole bunch of other Canberra comedians that'll be there um, and the last comedy event for the year so sending it out with uh with a big show there for everybody that one there has a massive lineup so no doubt that'll sell out as well um and aside from that this is the last episode for the year so thank you everybody who's been listening this year so far and um looking forward to next year but until then uh, enjoy the episode and thanks for everything this year catch you again next year cheers This is the second episode with Ross Yeoman. Uh, thank you for listening to the first episode and uh, tuning into the uh, the show for another, you know, for uh, some more for some more chats. Uh, how you doing, Ross? Yeah, good, good, man. Um, I, was, I was just thinking when we're when we're having a quick break. Um, I don't want to harp on the on the skateboarding analogy, but it's kind of the only other subculture i've entered yep. you know like uh, you play sports when you're a kid or whatever or, yeah you're liking it to something you yeah, know yeah um and I'm, I'm curious as as to whether this is the same for you like when i'd been skating for about a, i did it for about 10 years and when, when i was skating i noticed like about a year or two in um you drive around and you're not seeing you're not seeing like parking lots and you're not seeing buildings you're seeing spots yeah, that you yeah. can skate. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, again, like obviously Greenhorn on, on the scene, um, but only three or four months in, every day I'm just seeing jokes. Bits, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like, well, I think we spoke about this at the last mic we were at, but um, I'll explain it for the, the, listeners. Uh, the listeners. I've always thought in bits. Yeah. Like, my attention span is too short. Part of the reason <laughs> these episodes are only half an hour yeah. is because that's how long I can edit an episode before I fall asleep. Like, <laughs> I, I need to... I I mean, it's entertaining. It's, it's riveting stuff. But for some reason, I can't focus for long periods of time. Yeah. And my whole life, ever since I can remember, has always been in bits. Yeah. Like, I would... I'll... I'll go back to when i was a toddler like even my parents would say i'd start doing something and then start something else and then i'd have like 14 15 half finished things and uh that's why i like 
doing comedy because you can get through a bit and move on to the next. So my life has always been in bits. Yeah. Um, and because that's how long my attention lasts for. So you kind of always seen the world in in that frame. Yeah, and then I just found something that um, complemented that way of thinking. Yeah. And that's why I've really enjoyed doing comedy because yeah. it finally, instead of in most situations, what you'll try and do is train yourself out of that so-called bad habit. Mm. Um, but here it kind of, um, it adds to my style of comedy. I'll, I'll do something, I'll do a callback or something, mm. but I love being able to finish up something and move on to something else. And even if they're just related, but a different topic, um, then... I, I dig that, yeah, but yeah, it does. Since I've started actually doing comedy, though, it's gotten sharper. Like I've gotten yeah. quicker at boiling down a situation into a, a stage bit. Yeah. Or you'll see something happen, and you'll be like, "Oh, that reminds me of this bit, which I didn't write down, or I couldn't quite put a punch to it, and now I've got a punchline." You know. Yeah, yeah. Did so. I, like, did did you grow up with ADD? I grew up with ADD. Man, this is the thing. I grew up with it, but I wasn't diagnosed. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I wasn't treated. I was diagnosed, but I wasn't treated. Same. So um, when I went to school, they were just like, "Well, you know, he's got this new thing we found out called ADD." <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can either give him. S- Medication <laughs> or nothing. So instead of using medication to treat it, over the years I've developed my own like coping mechanisms out of pure necessity. Because in school, if I didn't focus, I would just get bad marks and be yeah. shit. Yeah, and and like so, like I mean, I like, I was always the class clown. Um, yeah. you know, I was always acting up at school. That was so, me, man. You know. I, always having to stay back, always yeah. having to get sent to the detention room. Yeah, I got suspended so many times. I got expelled from that school. Yeah, that see, I that's the difference. I knew the limit. Like, I would oh, never got yeah. ex- expended, uh, suspended or expelled. I would get up to the point of getting told to leave the classroom. And then I was just really good at shit-talking shit my way back into it. Yeah. Um, and I'd leave it for like a little while and before I started playing up again. Like, I kind of knew the cooling off. Yeah, no, so for me, it was the absolute opposite. It was like, it was like once I had a rise out of the teacher, that was the starting block. Yeah. Where it was like, all right, now That was I, the now, end goal for me. See, so yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, no, for me, that was like, all right, now I can actually start, you know, poking the bear kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I've probably got, you know, adult ADD or whatever it is. Like, you know, always fidget, you know, do this, do that. I always need to be doing multiple things, but... Um, but yeah, like throughout school, like I think, I think a lot of people that, you know, try the hand of stand up comedy were the class clowns. They were the funny guy at the pub telling pub stories yeah, or whatever yeah. else. And then eventually they go, Oh, I'll give it a crack. Like, you know, and, and most of, you know, again, I'm saying this like I'm a veteran, but it's like most of us, if I can use that word, um, you know, we sort of uh, probably grew up watching stand-ups and loving them and, and reciting their bits and looking at the timing and, you know, all that kind of thing. We were just fascinated by it. You learn that subconsciously as well. I, I learned storytelling from listening to my dad tell stories. Yeah. So by the time I um, 
got old enough to sort of get attention from people and tell a story because you know like for while you're a kid there's that point in your life where no one really listens to your stories they're just kind of like that's just a kid talking and you demand as much attention as you, as you wanted, well, it's but you'd never the, get it. Yeah, it's the Cat Stevens lyrics the, from the moment I could talk, I was ordered to listen. And yeah, it, yeah. It just doesn't work with people who actually have something they want to say or, you know, whatever it is. And, and you know, the, the schooling system, like my, my mother's been a teacher for 30 plus years yep. and uh, so is my auntie and, and, and all the rest of it. Um, nothing but respect for for teachers, like the most undervalued, like next to nurses. It's like, yeah, you know, we got to reevaluate our priorities. But, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, they, they could see it in me and be like, you know, a classroom is not, you know, the best operating system for for him. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah. And so I think I, that bought me a little bit of leeway in terms of how frequently I was getting suspended. Yep. And, but it was, but th- that was, ha- <laughs> but that was happening at this catholic school you know and and my brother four years older than me he used to always tell he went he was in public school the whole time right yeah and he used to always tell me he was like you don't know how to talk to people in you know positions of authority like this is why you're always getting in trouble like you know blah 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 and then when i switched from the private catholic school to the public school i was like no the reason i'm not the reason I was getting in trouble was because the rules are so different. Like, in yeah. the public school, I remember, like, you know, I didn't get into fights or deal drugs or do anything like that. At the Catholic school, I was just a smartass. Like, I, I was just annoying and just put myself on their radar. And then when I went to the public school, first week I was there, I overheard these kids bitching about the fact that the music teacher had stolen their weed. Yeah, it's right. Like, if you were at my old school, like you'd be yeah, expelled end for of that. It. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like that's it. You're out, kind <laughs> of thing. Um, but, but in terms of like, you know, starting to 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 do stand up and just constantly saying jokes. Um, I don't know how to turn this into a bit, and I'm probably not going to now because I'm saying it on the podcast. But um, oh, who cares? Yeah, it, give them something to listen to. Like <laughs> they hear it, you hear it first on this podcast, and then go out and watch him turn it into a bit. <laughs> well, I yeah, I, I haven't I haven't really given it too much thought about how how I, I do it. I just tell the actual story because it's so fucking hilarious to me at least. Um, and it, like you know, skating and seeing spots and like that's a great you know, spot. yeah, I could, yeah. I, I could turn that into a great afternoon of skating. And then just seeing things like in the office or seeing things like interactions in like the bus interchange, which has just become a rat's nest in Canberra. Um, but, you know, you just see things and you're just like, fuck, that is so funny. And I was thinking about it the other, the other night and it's, it's because essentially like, and this is where I'm, like, I'm switching between Greenhorn to like assuming I know anything about this. But in my humble opinion, like comedy is obviously it's a reflection of real life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a dressed up, tweaked version of, of actual life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the source material is always real life and what's happened and actual events, whether they're, you know, big media events or whether they're small things that happen in a relationship with your with your missus or you know, whatever it might be. But the other day, um I was and and I, I can't hold my tongue, which is bad socially. But I was um I was at the bus stop, and there was this guy speed walking 
right? And it's like, that's already funny. Right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> of the way they're moving, right? <laughs> and what made it funnier was he wasn't 65. He was like 25. Do you know what I mean? Like he yeah, was young, yeah. fit, like, you know, all the rest of it. And speed walking, right? And he's, he's coming up the bike path and he gets to the road and he has to cross the road and ju- he's not going to break his pace. Like, he's doing his speed walking exercise or whatever. Probably got a Fitbit on or some shit. <laughs> and he gets up to the road and a car pulls around the corner and instead of breaking into a run, he sped up his speed walk. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've fucking ever seen. And I was at the bus stop and I was probably only about, like, 10 metres from him. And I just burst out laughing. And it's like, I I, real, I caught myself after I'd laughed and I was like, oh, that was a bit of a cunt thing to do or whatever else. He obviously heard it. Like, there's no way he didn't hear it. But just watching him do that and make the mental decision of, I'm not going to run. I'm just going to quicken this already ridiculous way of walking. Like, <laughs> and his arms started moving quicker than his legs. And I was just like, fuck me. Like, and, and so I feel like, um, you know, I have no, you know, misconceptions about, you know, becoming the next Bill Burr or anything like that. But I feel like just looking around at life, it is a bottomless pit of comedy yeah you know what i mean Is especially that like, well dude it depends on your style of comedy for example mine and and yours as well the the style of comedy that we do is fairly observational humor based mm. so um but when you say that now people think of seinfeld and they think yeah. you're gonna go what's the deal with yeah what's <laughs> the speed walking yeah it's like you've got somewhere to go, but you don't want to run. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> um, I mean, why can't you run? Is there some sort of running police? <laughs> See, that's how easy it is to try and ma- make Dress fun of up. that yeah. style. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I'm talking about when I say observational humour is, I mean, I'm, I'm giving everybody else, and I actually wrote this in one of my blurbs for um, like a support that I did or something okay. like that. But basically what I'm how I explain my style of comedy is I'm giving you an insight into my active imagination. Yeah. So I'm showing yeah. you a day-to-day situation where myself and the audience member may have seen. Yeah. They didn't pull something out of that, but I found the joke in it. Mm. And then I related it back to something else or sometimes it's just a matter of making people realize how ridiculous some of the things that we do are yeah and just putting like a putting like a um like a a pause and like just a like an evaluation on some of the things we do and then making you realize how ridiculous it is that we do that yeah i mean and and like you know talking about uh you know before you start doing stand-up you've usually got bits and stuff like that like yeah the bit I do about working in an office and, and having a split brain where, you know, there's the thinking me that, you know, is saying the truth and the speaking me that keeps me out of prison. Yeah. Like, it, it's so true because I think things at work that if I was to say, like, you know, I'd never work in Canberra again. Um, 
but you know, it was one of those instances where it was real life. And Outside was, of the comedy scene, you'd never work again. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll still um, have you. Like we'll take all sorts of. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll make much money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like just holding a lift for for someone and just those common courtesy things, like. And this is not in the bit that I do, but like this happens so frequently and it it, it bugs the shit out of me. And I want to say this to someone, like when you try and exit an elevator mm. and someone tr- is trying to enter it, but they don't give you right of way. Yeah. It's like, I just want to scream in that person's face yeah. and just say like, do you understand how physics work yeah. i have to stop occupying i mean you've seen space. the three stooges like yeah. we can't get out out yeah. of the door at the same time this can't work even the like, buses it, like it's exit first then enter yeah yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that kind of thing and like people you're who still trying to find your card and shit yeah <laughs> it, it's, but you know like those, like the, just the tiniest little things and i love how when someone has insufficient funds on their bus card everyone on the bus wants to see what they look like yeah, oh like yeah, they know yeah. the sound, yeah. And everybody on the bus yeah. sticks their head into the aisle to watch, yeah. Who like, and also, it's even better when they don't have cash on them or something, and yeah. the driver has to tell them like, yeah, like everyone's there waiting for the driver to make a call whether he's going to let them <laughs> on or not. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like, is this coming out of your <laughs> paycheck or is this person just riding for free? I well, know, and it's like, what does the bus driver care? And it, it, it like. That is something that genuinely pisses me off is like a lack <laughs> of common decency just in society. Like I, I remember um, like a show my age, but I remember getting on a bus. Um, it was literally the day that the GST in Australia took effect. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I was just getting You've a bus. You've not been driving for that long. <laughs> well, no, no, yeah, well, I was like 13 or something, right? Don't get a license, bro. It's a lot more expensive <laughs> than what you will probably remember. Dude, for, for reasons I won't go into, I'm never getting a license. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was like 13. I was just going in, into the city and um, I got on the bus and it was like, it was a buck at the time like, yeah. to, to pay yeah. for a bus to yeah. get you know, have electronic cards or anything like that. Um, and so I get on the bus and I, I, I give him a dollar and he's like, oh, the GST's kicked in. And so I check my wallet and I actually had another 10 cents. And I was like, well, here you go. And he goes, no, 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 it's 120. And I was like, I was young, but I was like, I know what 10% is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he didn't let me on the bus. And I had to wait for the next bus and try it again. And the guy was like, yeah, no drums, man. Come on, yeah. Uh, Really? Man. Really? Is it like, is this going into your coffers? Like, the fuck do you care? Yeah, yeah, it exactly. It boggles the mind. Like. Man, I got, so I'm not, I haven't been in Canberra for that, for like as long back as GST. But when I first moved to Canberra, there was um, $1 tickets, but it was for concession only. Oh, okay. And I remember, um, this is back when I was still a student, you know, struggling, just living yeah. at my auntie's place, you know. Um, let's be honest, I was never struggling. Um, I was yeah. just always like fairly tight with money, like especially because I actually earned it. Like I, I had a, I had a job when I was fourteen, yeah, working too, at Woolies, yeah, yeah. and like when you earn, when I first started, man, they I was on six fifty an hour. So when you earn your money, dude, my my first my first pay, I I 
the legal age in Canberra to work at the time was 14, nine months. Yep. So I applied to work at McDonald's two months in advance so that they knew I was eager and like, you know, so yeah, it looked yeah. like I was, you know, good footing or whatever. And my wage was f- f- per hour. It was $5.09. Yeah. Because you worked five hour things so they could save that five cents. Like yeah. that's how down to the dollar McDonald's is. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh, it was and and then I learned re- like a couple of years ago that they do regional pricing. Yeah, right. So, so it's different in different places. Yeah, and so you so the you definition of regional pricing for anyone yeah, that yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what they do is they hike up their prices in lower socioeconomic communities. Yeah, because people are more likely to. Low social security back payment. L- no, in low socioeconomic. Communities, so like call back to Kaifei's Thinking Man's Bogan. Make sure you see that live. Um, but yeah, so basically, the poorer the community, the higher the price of McDonald's is because yeah. they think you're going to buy McDonald's more frequently. Yep, like they're that grubby. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's um, so that's kind. Of, so I worked, I worked at Woolies, and um, what happened was I was um, just on the age limit when I started the. Um, yeah. Uh, I did like a week's work experience there for free at Wool- Woolworths uh, as yeah. part of the school, yeah, well, and then they let me work there. I had a job before that. They let you work. Yeah, you mean they started mm, to fucking pay you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They let they let me work there for them. <laughs> <laughs> like the cheapest member, they they will they welcome me with open arms, but um. Yeah, anyway, so I started there when I was a kid and I, well, when I was younger. And when you earn every dollar yeah. down to the cent, um, you kind of get a little bit more protective of it. And I was always being called the tight ass, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But it was just like, man, it's because I earned this money. You know, like I, I earned it. And I remember I was on like you know, whatever, youth allowance or whatever. Yeah. And I had to go to the Belcon and Centrelink to get my thing sorted because I needed to fill out some paperwork yeah. that I couldn't do online. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll catch a bus into Belcon and from where I was living in Kayleen at the time. But I didn't, because they hadn't paid me, I didn't have any, like... The one the, I didn't have the, like, the... Yeah, I didn't have the, the card... Yeah. And I only had $1. Yeah. Literally $1 in cash. So I went there and he's like, well, I can only give you a one-trip pass, a one-off ticket for $1. It was yeah. normally three or whatever. So I didn't have that 90-minute transfer. But I'm <laughs> like, all I need to do is get to Belco. So yeah. I'll give you a dollar to get there. Um, and then once I'm there, I'll be able to sort it out to get back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Time. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I, I, people like you impress me. I've never, I've never had any respect for money, and that's why I don't have anyone. Uh, have <laughs> that's a Freudian slip right there. <laughs> why I don't have anyone? Why I don't have any money? Um, <laughs> it's literally it's one in one hand out the other for me. Um, I, I, you know, and and uh, like I'll I'll acknowledge that I, you know have a certain level of privilege, but not exorbitantly like i yep. don't have rich parents or any shit yeah, like yeah. that um you know and i did start working the, literally the day it was legally allowed for me to yeah do it. yeah um but um but now when it comes to money i'm just i'm just 
useless. Like, dude, you should have tried to convince them to pay you like the adult wage because you done a phone <laughs> interview and your voice. They would have thought that you're like old oh, enough. Oh yeah. To, well, yeah. So, no. So, yeah. So I, I told you that because. Um, uh, yeah, so, I, uh, so people listening to the podcast pe- yeah, uh, for the listeners. Uh, so I I had an operation on my vocal cords. Yeah, um, when I was uh, when I was what's that from? Like what? 10. Just a I genetic like, thing? No, no, no. I had some sort of nodule growth. Yeah, and um, and so they had to cut it out because yeah. if it connected to the other vocal cords, it would seize up. Yeah, um, so I had to have surgery and stuff, and um, and for two weeks after it, I had these stacks of uh, post-it notes that I had to write down stuff because I wasn't allowed to talk yeah. for two weeks. <laughs> and it, it was probably <laughs> the writing. best two weeks of my parents' yeah. life <laughs> that I could not speak. Do you know what I mean? How old were you? Uh, so I was 10. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so I've basically sounded like I do now since I was 10 yeah, right. and so I, I never went through that period of like how was it before the surgery was your voice just like a normal well, I, 10 I, year old or? yeah oh, I sounded like a prepubescent kid and yeah. then I came out of the surgery and I was like so after Mom that Brando. week or the couple of weeks of not talking yeah all of a sudden you ditched the post-it notes and just had the Tom Waits voice oh well, yeah but it was worse like so it, it was worse when it when I was in <laughs> When when I when I left the Catholic school and I went to public school, um, they they all started calling me the Godfather because at the time it was still really um, it was still really raspy. So I was kind of like it was like I had a smoker's cough, but I was you know fourteen. Yeah. Um, and so I used to cop shit all the time, you know, and they you know call me the Godfather, and I hadn't even seen the Godfather. I didn't get the, I didn't get the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my my old man, um, he um, I won't go into any specifics, um, but he would occasionally get he was a senior, very senior executive um, uh, with like Channel Ten, and he ran SBS and that kind of thing. So yep. um, every now and then you get a you get a, a call back in the day of landlines, right? And it'd be a work call, and they they'd say, oh. Hi Peter, like I'd just answer it and say hello, and they'd say, "Oh hi Peter," um, but and they'd start talking, so I'd just play along, <laughs> and uh, and I'd play along and talk to them, uh, but obviously like I'm 11 and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, <laughs> and and so it would like eventually get to a point in the conversation where they'd ask me like a pointed question, and I'd be like, uh, "Yeah, I'm just it was, it was like Bart and the Simpsons." I was yeah. like. I'm going to level with you. Um, <laughs> I'm 11 years old and I'm going to go get my dad. Uh, <laughs> I'll just get him now <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, like, um, but then I used... Because when he was running uh, SBS, I used to... The awkward it. part where, like, they think that it's just the worst assistant ever. Yeah. When he was running SBS, uh, I actually had his direct office number. Yeah. And so I used to call him. And obviously he knows his own son's voice, but yeah. I could just tweak it a little bit or whatever else. And I think the best I got out of him was, I'm not going to lie, it was probably about 40 seconds before he was like, Ross, is this you? Like, you know? yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to prank call him, him all the time, pretending that I was Excellent. like some really disgruntled employee or you know whatever <laughs> it was. And I'd write these scripts and, you know. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was heaps of heaps of fun. Yeah, man. Um, no, that's good. We 
we've covered off a fair bit in the first half. I know that um, before we wrap up, we'll just touch on a couple of gigs that we've had around the place um, since yeah. you've started. Uh, we're both in on the short, fast, funny. Yeah, I did. I think just over the three minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, how did you find that gig, man? That's, is that your first big like stage sort of show or? Yeah. Well, see, I didn't even know that that was what was happening. Yeah. So I, I just saw it like it's the ADD. Like, I saw it and I was like, okay, short, fast, funny, and 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 in my mind, I was like, all right, I can only do three minutes, so I got to I got to tighten up. Mm. And that's all I thought about. I was like, I just clicked going on Facebook yeah. and set it in my phone. And I was like, all right, I'm good to go. I just need to cut it down to three minutes. Um, no idea that that was going to be filmed. No idea there was going to be cameras and all that sort of bullshit. And, um, and I remember walking in there and walking straight up to you yeah. and going, Marky, what, what, the, what the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> yeah, why, why are the cameras and everything... And I, it was, what was it, CIT were filming? Yeah, yeah, the film crew at CIT. Yeah, yeah. I assume it's like, you know, they film some course of filming and then editing. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Or, just to practice doing it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and I'd recorded my thing and got it down to like three minutes, 20 seconds on the dot, um, you know, a couple of times, I don't know, like three or four times. And I was like, all right, I'm fairly comfortable with this. Um <laughs> And I remember when I walked up to you and as I was watching the cameras, and you said to me like, "Oh, they they kind of want us to play clean." Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, oh, "I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, I can't, there's no way I'm doing that. Like, I have this down to three minutes twenty seconds. Um, I'm not going to change it." Um, and I figured, fuck it, like, you know, they can not use it. I don't, I didn't even... Just do your thing. Yeah, well, no. it was also like, I, I don't recall signing up to this and it's like, I don't care because I name dropped the school and stuff like that. There's no way they'll ever use that. Um, and that, it, I don't care. Um, but I remember even in like, there was that little backstage Yeah, yep. Where you, you know, with the MC, uh, you know, when you were getting ready to get called up or yep, whatever yep. else. And I remember, like, one of the... You can swear on this, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I remember one, one, of the, one of the punchlines was me calling someone a cunt. And I remember being backstage, like, 30 seconds before I was going to get called up and saying, oh, I could do that stupid trick of going, oh, he was a real country music fan. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, no, fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, it, like, have you... Dude, have you had that? Like, because I, I, I've had a couple. I've had a couple where I've had to, um, I've had to like clean it up a little bit. But to be honest, man, you played the right game. Like, if it, the the whole reason that you want to um, record anything is just so that you can have an accurate representation of yourself. And if you change your act for someone else, then it's not going to be an accurate representation of yourself. I've had to clean up for certain gigs yeah. before. Yeah. The good thing is I've got enough material. I can just take out the ones that aren't as clean and I still have things. But nah, being new yeah. yourself, you... you you I don't have anything clean. So you may as well just... <laughs> yeah, and even if you don't, even if you've been doing it for years, if you don't have anything clean, man, at the end of the day, they're going to send you the video... Even if they don't use it for their usage, you can use it for yours because it's yeah. your content and your material. So, like, I honestly think it's always better, and I get this a lot with some open mics. If the crowd's a little bit, um, a little bit standoffy, some people some change their act to suit the crowd, 
And I find that a lot of the time that's not the best way to go. You're better off doing what you know and what you can do and um, just smashing it out. And if if the crowd doesn't dig it, then uh, it just wasn't your crowd, but it was your material, so... Well, yeah, I mean, and, like, again, like, you know, Greenhorn, it's like a, you know, not like I have, you know, any real experience to speak from, but it, it, in terms of the stuff that I say, like, I mean, I've done, you know, like, the incident that we spoke about that that created a rift between one club and one comic. Yeah. And that joke was completely innocuous, in my opinion. It was actually very progressive. Yeah. And... I have done my ender about jerking off in the shower at that venue three times, and that is so much more offensive. Like, that is so far on the nose. Um, So it's weird to me that, you know, some things fly, some things don't, you know, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, um, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, Greenhorn, three months in or whatever it is, but... Um, there's no way I'm going to change anything because yeah, it just I'm just saying something I think is funny and if you don't think it's funny, you don't have to laugh and you're yeah. not paying to see me, so you know, have, well, I hope you have a good night. Yeah, man, it all just comes down to to what you do and whether it's someone's thing or not. But like I said, man, it's uh, always good to just stick to your guns and do what, do what you're comfortable with and do what you're confident doing on stage. And so far, man, I think you've been nailing it, so it's good to... Good to oh, well, um, thanks, man. good to get through what we've been doing, and um, keen to do some more work around town with you um, at all the the mics that we've been at. Yeah, man, dude, it, it like it has been so much fun. Like you know, you know, people have been like, oh yeah, that must be the hardest thing in the world. It's not. It it it's it, it's so rewarding. Like getting that laugh and if you know, you're into it, it's fun. Like if yeah. it, if you if you like what you're doing, then you enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I love coming to the open mics because I love seeing the other, the other comedians. Mm. You know, I don't just rock up, do my set, and then leave. It's like I really enjoy just sitting in a room and like, like the, there's nothing better in life than just laughing. Yeah, you know, like having fun. Yeah, yeah, like and so if you can if you can create that for someone else and someone else can create that for me, fucking yeah, that's a good night out as far as I'm concerned. And it's. It's fun. It's fun for everybody, and I, en- as long as I'm having fun and people are enjoying it, I'll keep fucking doing it. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Good man. Well, that wraps up this episode. And uh, absolute honour. Thank you very much for having me. It's man. good. Good to get all sides of the all sides of the scene, man. And uh, I've um, had fun recording the episode and getting a bit going a bit deeper on on some of the comedy <laughs> yeah. scene. So yeah, good to uh, and hopefully the fans get to know you a little bit more and um, you know it adds a bit more depth to uh, watching you on stage because they know a bit more about you know where it all comes from. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, that's a that's a side benefit. Good times, but um, I'm honestly just stoked that you actually uh, had me on. I remember approaching you about it, get a greenhorn, and uh, yeah, stoked, man. Cheers, man. Well, anyway, uh, we'll stick around now and have the uh, basement open mic and uh, call it a day after that, man. So thanks for being on and thanks for everyone else for listening to the episode. And uh, catch you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers.